At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Well, we've been on a series for a while, actually, since the Sunday after Easter. We've been on this series, just simply entitled Relationships. And um, we started out talking about the relationship that Jesus had with his parents. Talked about the relationship that Jesus had with the Holy Spirit and with his Heavenly Father. Um, We've talked about the relationships in the church. We've touched and and talked about relationships between parents and children. Um, We've talked about, uh, touched on several other relationships. But today, next week, we're, we're talking about relationship between employer and employee. And then on Father's Day, we're talking about husband-wife relationship and speaking mostly to the fathers. And uh, I got something really good in that message that you don't want to miss on, on Father's Day. But today, we're talking about friendships, friend to friend, and what friendships look like. Um, friendships in the church, friendships outside the church, um, people that are saved, people that are not saved. Um, there's all different types of relationship. And actually, you're going you're gonna to hear Scripture read today that talk about different relationships. Uh, and, and there's many different relationships. And there's some that are more important than other relationships. Um, but today, we're talking about friendships um, at every level. Um, Jesus, one of the things about Jesus that I so appreciate about revelation that I've gotten about his life is that Jesus had friends from the world, what we would consider the world, unsaved people, uh, like we all were at different times. Um, uh, but there was no compromise in him. He could have those relationships because there was no compromise in him. Um, he would never cross the line in anything that he did to make somebody feel comfortable. Feeling like, well, you know, I, I don't want I, I to do that because I, I didn't want to, you know, threaten those people or, or uh, ruin the potential of relationship or whatever. But there's ways to do that where you don't compromise, where you don't compromise truth. And, um, and we're just going to talk about how to develop right relationships because friendships are vital. They are literally vital to your life. Um, we, God doesn't want us living our lives where I have to have you as my friend. Mm-mm. No, because that, that's, a, that's a fleshly relationship. And I'm, I'm telling you, there have been a lot of people through the years that have been burned deeply by friendships. Deeply. Trying to be the, somebody be my best friend. Mm, 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 mm. Dangerous. I know, I used to have them, and, and you're set up to be let down. Because all of a sudden, best friend uh, decides to be best friend with someone else. And you're set up for a fall. Ultimately, ultimately, Jesus has to become your best friend. 
in a marriage relationship, if you're married today, um, your spouse should be your best friend. My wife is my best friend, top, above everything else. But we had to work on that, right? Because I brought into my marriage relationship connections with all other kinds of people, and you stay connected to all these soul ties that you have, male or female, whatever, doesn't matter what, how deep or how, how connected you were to them, you stay connected to those until you learn how to sever those in a healthy way. I didn't mean get rid of friendships, just not let friendships rule you. Because ultimately, ultimately, it sounds kind of religious and spiritual. But it's amazing when Jesus is your best friend. It's amazing. But you've got to work at it. He's not going to be just your best friend, you know, one day because pastor preached it and, okay, he's going to be my best friend from here on out. No, you'll, you'll mess up friendships. You'll mess up all kinds of things if you try to do that. He has to become your best friend. But he'll become your best friend when you learn how to prioritize other relationships. And that's why we've been talking about all these different kinds of relationships in life and how vitally important that they are for each and every one of us. Proverbs 18.24 says this, A man who has friends must himself be friendly. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. Hmm. So there's this other verse of Scripture, and I'm going to read it out of Luke chapter 6 and verse 31, and I'm reading this out of the Passion Translation. It says this, The way you want others to treat you is how you should treat everyone else. So, I'm going to kind of blend these two verses of Scripture together because a man who has friends is one who is friendly. And that friendly person who has friends has friends because he's chosen in life to treat people the way he wants to be treated, no matter how they treat him. Did you hear me? Didn't say, treat people the way they're treating you. Mm -mm. Treat people the way you would want to be treated. If they never treat you that way. If they never treat you like that. You treat people the way you want to be treated. Can you say amen? It's vital that you and I understand how to operate like this so that we can have friends that stick closer than a brother. You know what type of friendship that is? It's a covenant friendship. That's what Jesus said when he was talking about friends and, and us being His friends. He wasn't talking about just a surface friend, but a covenant friend. And that, that's not one in 
three times, you know, meeting somebody once and then spending a couple of days with them and, and getting to know them a little bit for two days. No, that's over a long period of time where you become a covenant friend to somebody where you treat them always the way you would want to be treated and never treat them in a way that has to do with what they've done to you. We have to get over those things. And it's very important that we learn how to do that in our life because if we don't learn that, you will live your life sowing bad seed in the form of relationships to other people. And then you reap that. You and I don't want the results of reaping bad seed that's been sown. We want to get over those kind of things, uproot some of the seeds we've sown in the past by doing what's right, by treating people the way we would want to be treated. Can you say amen to that? In Romans 14 and verse 19, I'm going to read this also out of the Passion. It says this, So then make your top priority to live a life of peace with harmony in your relationships. I'll read that again. So then make it your top priority. Everybody say top. Right? Everybody has different priorities in life. But he said, make this the top priority in your life. To live a life of peace with harmony in your relationships, eagerly seeking to strengthen and encourage one another. You can see right there that one of the relationships at the end of this that he's talking about is seeking to strengthen and encourage one another. Well, if Randy and I are friends and we've been friends for a long time and we've learned how to treat each other the way we want to be treated, then what we're doing is we're living our lives encouraging each other, right? We're, we're doing this. But that's not what you're going to... See, people could read that and say, well, well you're not encouraging me. Yeah, because you're focused on me instead of you. He's saying, focus on yourself. You do what's right all the time. And we have to get to that place. Because I can just tell you right now, when I came into the kingdom, when I got born again, man, I had a boatload of bad relationships and a boatload of bad ideas about relationships. Hmm? And so when I came in, you know, I, 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 in other words, I was somebody looking to be offended. Everywhere I went, I was looking for an opportunity for offense. I didn't know it. I wasn't doing that on purpose. But that's what happens when you've never learned how to develop relationships. See, if you could just live on a deserted island somewhere and there weren't any people around, that would be easy. And so, you have to blame yourself for everything. Hmm? Someone work, right? <laughs> it's, your, it's your stinking fault because you're the only one around. But it ain't that way. I don't care how hard you try to stay away from everybody, the person you're trying to stay away from, there's another one of those not too far away. Well, I'll just move over to this part of town. Yeah, but your next door neighbor will be one of them. See, because it's all about you. It's not about other people. It's not about what other people do. And it will take you a lifetime to learn that. 
It'll take you a lifetime of doing what's right to learn that that is true. Pastor, it's going to take me my whole life. Yeah. But you'll increase all along the way. You'll get better and better and better and better and better. Huh? And when you step over on the other side and you're face to face with God, you just keep going. So you know, you know what has to be something that's like kind of a six-gun on the side with you? Repentance. You need to be really groomed in repentance, in repenting for what you do. How you treat other people, things that you do, you knew they were wrong. Instead of trying to cover it up and make excuse for what you no, no, repent. Go to God and repent. Father, I did it again. I acted like a jerk because they acted like a jerk. I said something, you know, in response to what they said. I got mad because they did it. I'm supposed to be treating them the way I want to be treated, no matter whether they ever do it right. You see, if you didn't want to hear that today, you shouldn't have come. Because, <clears throat> see, there's some, there's, some, there's some absolutes in that right there. At the end of the day, nobody has to do what's right. I'm looking at a whole congregation of people today, a whole city of people, a whole state, a nation, and a planet that not a soul has to do anything right. In my world, except moi. Hmm? Me. I'm the only one in my life that has to do right. And I have to treat everybody else the way I would want all of them to treat me. Whether they ever do it ever, ever, ever. But see, but see, in that verse of Scripture in Romans 14, he said, so then make your top priority to live a life where what? Where you're treating people, in other words, that's kind of what he's saying here, you put these Scriptures together, and, and like... You're living a life where you're treating people the way you want to be treated here, okay? Eagerly seeking to strengthen and encourage one another. See, he, in, in, in him speaking that to me, he included you also, or at least the ones that I've been treating the way I would want to be treated. Now hear me when I say this. See, when you sow that kind of personality into another person's life, not only does it change you, it changes them. People can't resist somebody that's just downright good. They can't, they can't reject that. Oh, they will for a while. Oh, they'll act like they're mad. I mean, I, I could sit here today and tell you, but, it, but it, it, some of you, you'd hear the same stories from over and over. I won't tell them again. I won't bore you with them. But stories of people that everybody else said, oh, you got to watch out for them. When I hear that, man, that, I hone in on them. And it takes a long time because you can't hone in on them and, like, preach to them. They don't know your God, and they're not ready for your God. But they're ready for you if you know how to treat them. Like one lady I'm thinking of, won't even mention her name, it doesn't matter. Oh, I, so good to see you first time I saw her. So good uh, to meet you for the first time. I've heard a lot of really good things about you, you know. And uh, 
And, and I, I, I just started getting closer to her that way. And, and every time I'd see her, man, it's good to see you today. About six, eight, nine, ten months later, somewhere in there, I can't remember exactly when it was, things begin to change. Why? Because I was treating her the way I wanted to be treated. I don't want somebody to come to me and say, oh my gosh, i got to talk to you again. You mean old lady. You know, I mean, I mean, you come at people like that. See, now all that's doing is confirming to them that they're mean and bad like everybody says they are. That when somebody new comes, anointed by God, to speak things and treat that person the way they want to be treated, it changes them and it changes the person that's got the stuff. You and I are on a mission to change people, to liberate people's lives. But you got to get this down deep in your heart. <clears throat> Everybody say this after me. I need, I need friends. friends. Bible said you do. You need friends. You don't need friends like, I need a friend to do this for me. No, no, no. You need a friend. You need somebody that you call a friend that you can sow into. See, because covenant friendship isn't what you can do for me, it's what I can do for you. That's covenant friendship. And remember, when you're sowing those kind of seeds, it changes the relationships that you've been trying so hard in the flesh to, tra- to change. Well, if she would just, if he would, if she, if he, if she, if he, if she, she, he, he, if they, if this, and that, and back, and forth, and you're just laboring, 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 trying to change, no, no. You treat them the way you want to be treated. It'll change you and them. But it'll first change you. To where you get so convinced of it, (laughs) you find someone else that thinks the same way you, you'll you'll fight with them over doing what's right. Or something. Amen? John 15, and Jesus said this, John 15 and 13. Greater love has no one than this. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. The word friends there is a covenant word. It's it's something that you enter in to covenant with. I entered in 40, almost 45 years ago, I entered into a covenant relationship. 44 years ago, I almost entered into a covenant, I entered in... I entered into a covenant relationship with my wife. That's one covenant relationship, a marriage covenant. But there's covenant relationships that you can have with all kinds of people that aren't like a marriage relationship, but covenant in the way that you have communion and connection with people, soulishly. You have connections with them where you would you would actually lay your life down for them. He said, Jesus said, greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends, watch, if you do whatever I command you. And see, a lot of times you can look at that as, okay, oh my gosh, i got to do everything Jesus commands. No. He's saying, listen, you got to get you got to get the heart of Jesus in some of the ways that things are mentioned in Scripture. He's saying this, if you're developing a life, a relationship with me, 
and you're developing the ability to keep my commandments, which is His Word, keeping His Word and doing what He says in His Word. When you're developing that, you're my friends. You're in covenant with me. You're in covenant connection with me. We're, we're one together. My, 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 the intimacy that I have with the Lord Jesus is different. It, it, it's, it's, it's similar in many ways, but in some ways it's different than the intimacy that I have with my wife. But I'm intimate with Him so that I can be intimate in the same way with other people soulishly. I can be committed to them. I can be willing to lay my life down because I'm living my life wanting, I, I would want someone to be a friend to me that would lay their life down for me, so I'm going to do that first. I'm going to do that first and foremost with my wife, and I'm going to do it in every other relationship because I have that friendship connection with Him. So, let's, in, in the light of that, let's read those two verses again. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. He laid his life down for you and I, and he called us friends. You know what? When you understand that you're a friend of Jesus, you're a friend of his, he's my friend, and he's becoming your best friend every day because of your relationship with him, when you see him that way, then you want to do the things that he tells you to do in the word, right? As you're developing that relationship and you realize he said, I'm his friend, not because I've done everything right. I'm not his friend because I did everything right. He called me his friend. In John 17, he calls me his friend again. I'm his friend because he chose to treat me the way he wanted to be treated. And now I'm learning to treat him the way he treated me. No strings attached. He just laid it down for me. Bert, you're my friend. I love you. Could Jesus actually say something like that? Could he actually say that to you, that he's your friend? He laid his life down for you. And the more you see that and the more you hear that, then you're willing to not be about yourself and lay your life down for other people. It's not, listen, there's actually kind of no pat on the back and attaboy for doing those kind of things. That's part of the lifestyle of living for Him. But the rewards are astronomical <laughs> because when you start living that unselfish lifestyle, there's no end to the blessing and the promises of God that come on you and overtake you from the Word of God. Anybody ever seen a bad promise in the Word? Hmm? A promise that's going to kill you, steal all your money, hmm? take you out, bring depression to your life. There's not one promise in there that will do any of that. I don't know about you, but I want the blessings and the promises of God to overtake me every day. Can you say amen? We see from here how vitally important these kind of things are. <clears throat> because when we submit to the Word of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit, He calls us friends. Well, that's just, that's just what we're called to do. Huh? To submit to the Word, learn to make it our own, right? Allow the Holy Spirit to reveal all truth to us on a day-to-day -day basis. 
As we do that, He calls us friends. And like I said earlier, it's not a casual friendship. It's covenant friendship. Covenant relationship that we have with Him, God Almighty. Can you say amen? Here's these next few verses I'm going to read. These are things that happen as we develop friendships. These are the things that happen with one another. And I, th- I think, I think um, this should be an encouragement to all of us, these different Scriptures that talk about what happens in friendships as we're developing, developing those friendships. I mean, like I said earlier, my wife is my best friend. And, and you say, well, uh, uh, is, are, are you, uh, my wife is my best friend, am I her best friend? You'd have to ask her. I believe that it is because we've been connected and we, we minister one to another. We flow with each other. But you'd have to ask her because I'm not focused on whether I'm her best friend, she's my best friend. And I'm treating her the way I want to be treated. Can you, can you see that? And that's the way it is in every friendship that we have, whether it's church friendships, whether it's non-believer friendships, whether it's, whether it's believer friendships that are not part of maybe of how we think here totally 100%. Everybody's going to think a little bit different. There's all kinds of different ways to see and develop friendships. And so I want you to see this in these next few verses that I read. Proverbs 27 and 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance hmm, of his friend. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. You're not called to change your friend or make your friend do anything, but when you are choosing to treat another person the way you would want to be treated, it's sharpening their countenance. It's sharpening the way they see things. How, how, would, how would someone know what that even looks like if no one ever did that to them? Right? You and I have to step up and be those people. That's what Jesus is looking for. He's looking for those kind of people in these type of relationships. John 15 and 16, Jesus said this, You did not choose me, but I chose you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. He chose me to be his friend. Did he not say that earlier? He says that in John 17. He chose me. I didn't choose him. He chose to lay his life down for me in spite of what I've done. In spite of what he knew I would do leading up to accepting him and coming into a place of revelation, he chose to treat me the right way. And he said, and I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that Whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give it to you. I'm telling you, this verse of Scripture right here is why relationships should be top priority in your life. Making sure relationships are developed. If you are hiding, if you're hiding and and shoving 
relationships that aren't good kind of under the carpet. I don't, I, don't, I don't need to deal with that. I'm not saying that every relationship that's not good you have to deal with today. But that's why we have the Holy Ghost to show us, I want you to deal with that. I want you to get to the bottom of that right there. You know why? Because if we don't, if we don't, then what we ask the Father doesn't happen. I want everything I'm asking Father to manifest. How about you? I said, how about you today? We want, we want everything we're asking Father to come to pass because we're asking what His will is, and He brings it to pass in our lives, right? I want that, and that, that's for me because He chose me, and He chose me as a friend, and He chose me to be a friend. And when I develop and I put relationships as top priority in my life, hearing God about ones that need to be corrected and changed, it's amazing what can happen in your life. It, it's truly amazing what can happen. I've seen it through the years. R relationships that I stuffed, relationships that I just kind of ran from, that I hid from, whatever. And, and it, like I said, today isn't the day to fix every relationship that you have. Today's the day to spend time with Him and hear Him about things like that because you go to Him and say, Lord, Pastor said today in that message that, that relationships are top priority. I haven't made relationships top priority, and I ask you to show me how to do that. Best way to go to God. I'm not, I haven't done that before, or, or maybe there's a, there's a few relationships that I have that are not very good. I just need to know what you want me to do. And you say, well, so how's God going to show me that? He's going to begin to speak to you internally in your heart to show you that that needs to be dealt with, and He'll show you along the way how to deal with it. And if, and if we don't have that kind of relationship that is developing with God, then you'll, you'll uh, put those relationships to the side, you'll stuff them, you, you'll ignore them, you'll run from them, and all along, those relationships are hindering the faith that you have in the things that you ask your Heavenly Father for. I'll read that last part of that verse. He appointed you to bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in His name, that He would give it you. Hmm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. He's anointed us to be in that position to ask, to command, and to receive. I'm saying today, relationships, for that to happen, relationships have to be top priority in knowing how to develop those. And remember, you're going to spend the rest of your life doing that. You can either spend the rest of your life stuffing those relationships, ignoring them, or you can spend the rest of your life making those relationships the way God wanted you to. And how do you do it? Somebody says, well, how, you know, how do you do it? You treat people the way you'd want to be treated. I mean, I can't tell you who my wife could tell you. I can't tell you how many times that I've had to do something like <laughs> call somebody, wish them a happy birthday and send them a gift, uh, do something that God told me to do. And, I'm just, and, and, and I'd be lying I'd be lying if I said I really wanted to do that. I didn't want to do it, but God said, I want you to do it. 
I can't tell you how many times I've had to just send somebody, message somebody on, on Messenger and just say, you know, how was your day? Just thinking about you today. I was thinking about it, I want to crush your head. No. <laughs> but how are you going to get rid of those kind of thoughts and attitudes? How are you going to get rid of it? Treating them the way you'd want to be treated. Well, you know, they, they never wish me a happy birthday. Okay? Stay there where you get nothing from the Father. Stay in that position where you get nothing from Father, right? I don't know about you, but not me. Can you say amen to that? 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. That's where, and the reason I just kind of throw that, I threw that, this verse of Scripture into what I, this mix right here, is when, when I first started out, and, and I mentioned it again, the different types of relationships that you have, you have to have discernment about not allowing corrupt stuff in other people's lives contaminate you. See, that, that's Jesus, people, I mean, they, they, they wanted to stone Jesus for the, the, the meals he had and the connections he had with different people, but he knew how to not cross the line. He knew how to be the blessing for them instead of them contaminate him. And if you're not ready for a certain type of relationship with somebody maybe that's done you wrong or a situation that's been difficult or whatever, you're not ready for that, you've got to be able to judge that. You might just say hi to somebody. You might, you know, just send them a card, ask them to forgive you for something you did. There may be something like that, but you're not supposed to be around that person and hang with that person. And you've got to be very discerning in how to know the difference in those type of friendships and relationships. We still want to treat people and deal with people the way we want to be treated, but we've got to make sure not to allow their corruption that they're not delivered from yet contaminate us. There may be somebody that is, 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 is real corrupt. I won't cross the line with that person. Maybe, maybe Randy would. You know, we know the same person. He, he's, he can't be around that person. He knows it. But then there's maybe somebody else he could be around that I couldn't be around. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to discern what you're ready for or what you're not ready for. Wow, Pastor, this seems like this is a lot of work. It is. It is. But he said it's top priority because of how the enemy wants to destroy your life and keep you from receiving from the Father through the stuff that you have in relationships with other people. Got to get rid of it. One person at a time as the Lord directs. I'm going to say it again. One person at a time as the Lord directs it. You better hear that. Don't go out and try to fix everything. You're not the fixer. You've got to be led by the Spirit to do those kind of things, not you trying to make it happen. Galatians 6 and 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity... Let us do good to everybody, especially to those who are of the household of the faith. 
especially to those who are the household of the faith. So in this last verse that I'm reading today, I want to remind you that there are relationships outside of the house. There's relationships inside the house. And God wants you to be sensitive about the ones that need to be developed the most because He said, do good to those, all people, but especially to those who are of the household of the faith. As you have opportunity. And we're talking today about relationships and the household of the faith of the people. And there's always somebody that God is saying to you, I want you to get to know that person. I want you to go deeper with that person. I want you to do something kind for that person. You know, we're not talking about being best friends with the whole church, right? We're not talking about those kind of things. We're talking about learning how to develop a relationship with someone that thinks differently than you do. You know, the Bible says, what good is it you do good to people that are good to you? Okay, I mean, at least they're not doing bad, right? You know, but, but what profit? There's no faith involved in that. The real faith is when you've got to do good and treat somebody the way you want to be treated when they're not all that nice or kind. Well, they've never said hi to me at church. I mean, not one time. I, every time I walk by, I, I look over at them and they just look the other way. Okay? Go over there and grab their face like this. I just wanted to say hi to you today. And if you grab their face hard enough, that'll help with you not wanting to do that. Huh? Put their face in a vice. Huh? I mean, do something like that. But do not let the enemy steal from you and rob what God wants to give you because of other relationships. It's vital that we get a hold of this thing. I'm telling you now, it is vital that we get a hold and we understand what it means to be a friend the way that Jesus is our friend. Now, I'm going to say it like this. Jesus is my friend. I can't speak for you. He's my friend. Jesus is my friend. And the more friendly that I realize that Jesus is and everything He's done for me, I want to do that for others. Wow, you can't be too nice to people that will take advantage of it. No, no. Jesus was really nice to some really crazy people. Never cross the line. Never cross the line. you got to know what that is. And you've got to be on guard. You've got to know what you're prepared for, what you're not prepared for. I gave you a lot of different scenarios about friendships and things that, that are vitally important. But you can't, because maybe something doesn't work out, you can't back away from developing those, especially the ones that God is telling you to develop. Because our whole, our whole belief system is tied to that. Our whole ability to receive from the Father is tied to how we're making developing relationships top priority in our life. There's no excuse, especially after today. <laughs> if you didn't like that, you shouldn't have come. No, I'm, not, I'm just saying. 
I'm just teasing. No, you, it's a good thing you're here. You should have been here. Everybody should be here today. Amen? And receive what I'm saying to you. And, we, and we're going to learn this together, and we're going to get better at it and better and better. Can you say amen? Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.